0: Is it just me, you guys? OneNote just doesn't update half the time when you want it to. Yeah, all your stuff just disappeared too, Jules.
1: No, that's because I just removed it.
0: Why did you do that?
1: I just cut it and pasted it into a different container.
0: Why is it so far down?
2: (laughs) I'm just going to add something in
0: so my name's in. (laughs) Great. Everyone's messing with the show notes. That's better. Tom DeWitt asked if uh, we have any notebooks for... like each areas in our lives like each thing so for example do we have one dedicated for um, logging weight or food intake or certain projects for example so um, to answer this my my answer is uh, initially no Uh, I tend to put everything in in one one kind of notebook and then just continue them and cycle them however I don't mind splitting off things into projects where I see fit uh, do you guys, do you guys do anything like this?
2: I tried. That's why I've got 16 notebooks that I carry around with me. In in and that's why I had the leather pouch scenario where I needed to fit six or seven field note size notebooks in. And I can tell you that while I tried it, cause I had, do you remember when I had one for just math stuff?
0: Oh yeah. Oh, for
1: the equations.
0: The equations
2: notebook. <laughs> the equations notebook. And then one for general stuff. That was too much. Like, because you never, sometimes you jump across projects very quickly during the day, especially if they're very close together, closely tied. Mm. So, um, yeah, that was pretty detrimental to my uh, productivity. So never again.
0: It does seem like if you were, if you were, you know, Updating. So if you were going through like uh multiple things during the day, right? You you have one for logging weight and one for food intake. They're quite similar, and also like you'd have to have like five different field notes out uh, out for
2: every body metric.
0: <laughs> you you know like when you see like book signings where they line them all up and you have to go around and sign them or whatever. It'd be like that. You'd line all your notebooks up and just be like, right, that one's done. Move it across. That one's done. Move it across.
2: And just. Then think about it. To get started, those field notes, they come in a pack of three. So you'd have to buy two packs just to start your journey <laughs> into notebooking.
0: <laughs> my, my point here is that I see value in having a kind of a project notebook and I've actually copied Jules in in something that he's done. Um, and I have had in the past notebooks for things like drafts or sketches that I don't want in my actual notebook. Also, the, the sweet two field notes... They're mostly scrap paper to me, because they, uh, you know, you can tear them out nicely. So um, that, for example, is is a case where I wouldn't have that as my daily notebook. That would be one that I carry around for scrap paper or putting in places and
1: things like that. Yeah, so you definitely have multiple notebooks, but they uh, they're not. It's it's not like you're carrying multiple ones around to put different things, different uh, things in all the time. You've basically got. A project or something that you're working on and a general one
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah. similar similar kind of thing for me so i have i've always got like a a, a personal one and then a kind of a businessy one and then a, the calendar one but then i will just pull one out and um use it for a project so for example i used i, w- I was looking for an excuse to um use the expedition or uh, edition mm. of field notes now, those are unlike the others. You can't really use normal pens and pencils in them. They have this uh, waterproof, tearproof paper inside. So um, I had a little thing that I wanted to do over the space of a few days, and I, I knew that there was a lot of notes that I could just write. They didn't need to be small notes. They didn't need to be particularly compact, so I could do some quite large uh, notes in them. And so I grabbed one of those, grabbed a Sharpie, and just write in that. Because it, you need to use a pen that's that's um, along the lines of a sharpie, something that's pretty robust in that. In that does sense. a
0: sharpie even work in that book? Uh, yeah, I think so. Does it not? Does it not wipe off?
1: No, no, it's not a sharpie. Permanent, not a. It's not like a, a mm. whiteboard pen. The sharpie works. Um, I also did use uh, some other kind of uh, marker pens, uh, permanent markers. They're, they're the best type to use in those kind of books yeah the 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 suggestion is to uh, for a lot of people is to use those or something like the space pens um, yeah i i didn't i wasn't too much of a fan of the space pen because I found that it kind of it wiped off but you know by doing that I had a a notebook that I knew I was going to use for just a couple of days so it didn't bother me that it was a bit of a strange one um in the sense that it's it's not a normal paper for me um but then so notebook got started I did my thing notebook got finished, it's gone on the shelf with the rest of the field notes. So uh, that's like using a notebook specifically for a mini project uh, that lasts a short amount of time. You're just using it and and kind of getting it out of the way. Also, I think maybe with some projects that are uh, um, uh, more irregular, so you're occasionally pulling this notebook out and you're writing something in it and then you're putting it away again. I think using multiple notebooks is a good idea as well. But there's got to, there's something to be said for the way that I use the field notes, and I think you guys are the same, which is just being able to write down anything in them at any time. You know, if someone says something, I've got this really interesting idea about this thing. You know, grab the notebook, grab yeah. the pen pencil, start writing in as people talk to you about it. Or you've got an idea for something and you want to kind of flesh that out. Just
2: <laughs> uh, or okay,
1: right, is this maths? Is this is this project
2: one? Is it project two? Which which notebook do I use? Yeah.
0: And then you have to start like labeling them and working out which ones which yeah that makes sense i do i am kind of excluding journals from this just because they're they're a bit different i'm talk- we're talking here about um you know just notebooks that aren't journals, so general notes or sketches or whatever you're working on um and I, you know what i actually just my last point in this is I actually kind of like the idea of carrying around a a field notes journal what jules what do they call the the journal kind of field notes
1: oh you mean the calendar the yeah sorry, the, the daily planner I, i've forgotten what they call them actually that's one of the field notes editions i don't have
0: so i have a i have a couple of these daily uh, daily planner kind of field notes inside and i kind of want to use one of those like the is it the ambition edition that has one, oh, and I want to uh, use one of those to to kind of keep track of stuff. Although I'm, I'm a bit late with things like starting the company because that happened a long time ago now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, that so obviously the ambition edition was a uh, was one of the color subscription notebooks. So uh, they only made a very limited run of them, and that particular edition included three different notebooks. One was a ledger. I think there was, yeah. there's some square paper and then a uh, 56-week planner with no dates on it. So you could use it. Um, so it's, it's kind of more flexible in that way. People loved them, and people bought the extra ones. And actually, I think the Ambition Edition was the first one that I I was, um, when it was still pretty new, uh, I was starting to look in the world of the uh, Field Nuts group on Facebook and things like that. And mm-hmm. I actually saw that people were trading the individual uh, notebooks in the Ambition Edition. So you've got your three notebooks. And people were saying, well, actually, I don't want this one. I want the Ledger because I really love using the Ledger to record, you know, something. Can I swap that with a 56-week one with you and so on? So people were actually trading them individually. Uh, and the 56-week planner in there was something that I believe uh, Field Notes got asked to produce more of. Mm. And so they actually have an actual 56 week planner now. Yeah. Um, which they didn't have before, which is one, which is the one that I don't have. Uh, it's spiral bound and has a hard, like card cover. I believe, um, that I, I don't really use that kind of thing. So I use it, the, the Hobanichi for that. Um, but so do you have those or do you have the ambition?
0: So I have the ambition edition. Um, and it, when I first got this, it was clear to me that this is when I wanted to save for something special, because they right. are—I don't know why—but they they give you the impression that they they want to be used for something, you know, yeah. that's going to last.
1: They've got gold uh, gilding on the on the uh, pages. Yeah. They're, when they're you first really nice. buy them, yeah, you know, when you take them out of the packet, you have to crack them. It's very nice. There's some videos on YouTube for that. Yeah,
0: probably. you do. And in fact, I think mine still have a bit to go. Like you have to kind of rough them up a little bit. I wonder how they'll go when they are starting to be used, though. I assume that gold will come off.
1: Um, I don't know. I think it just, uh, with gold leaf uh, pages like that, um, it tends to stay, but it's uh, it's not a solid thing anymore. It's, in, it's more individual pages to have their own little history.
0: Yeah. I think I might pull one out, to be honest, and start logging some stuff in it. Because it's something I've wanted to do, and I've kind of missed the boat, but I know in my... Um, in my Hobonichi, for example, it'll have things in it that I can kind of use to keep track of stuff and then transpose that. But, but yeah, so apart from that, I, I don't really have these um have these project notebooks uh ongoing every single every single month, for example. But I don't mind pulling one out here and there for, for certain
1: things. So I wanted to ask Jordan if he has used the Kuratoga advanced at all.
2: Yes. Yes. I <laughs>
1: I feel like I made a bit of
2: a rash judgment call when we talked about it yeah. last time. And I kind of said something along the lines of, I prefer the roulette because it's like more metal-y and it's heavier and it feels like a quality pencil and it feels more like a pen. And Kurtoga is not much different in weight and it's really, really nice to use.
1: Yes, I think that is one of the things that kind of got missed last time is how much better it is to write with. It it really is significantly better than the roulette.
2: So when you've actually put like a few bits of lead in it and you're kind of using it, it feels pretty substantial and pretty happy with it.
1: So have you had any lead breakage?
2: No, um, I haven't had any lead breakage. Um, The... I was actually quite surprised <laughs> that I haven't had any lead breakage. I, I know the, it's brilliant. The um, so I've switched back to using my Moleskine um, notebook, and I only use pencil in that. and I was using my Kuritoga, uh, the roulette in there, and the it just kind of I used that for what two, three days, uh, just because I was loving it, and then then I was like, okay, right, this is going next to my Kuritoga roulette in my little four uh, four holder pencil. Like holder that comes around with me everywhere as my paint, my main utensils, my main in, implements to that I go around with. So I'm kind of just exclusively using that at the moment. Yeah, I feel pretty bad for saying it doesn't feel like a decent pencil just because it wasn't heavy.
1: the The feel doesn't really bother me. It doesn't. It. I just haven't kind of factored that in as much as the fact that it is so much nicer to write with because you can write a full double page of notes in a, in a field notes without clicking without breaking you can just keep going and yes i know yeah. i know the you know the pipe slides up as you use it and you you wouldn't necessarily want to use it all the way to the end because it looks a bit funny but mm. it doesn't break it's it's just the actual experience of using it is much nicer than the roulette
2: yeah i, I it's almost like I haven't noticed that I don't have to put the button for more lead, which I guess is testament to how good it is. If you don't notice, yeah, it in a good way, like so. Yeah, so it's it's currently sat. Um, I think it's currently sat downstairs next to my moleskin. Um, yeah, so I'm sorry, world. I'm sorry, Kuratoga. I should have not uh, judged a pencil by its weight.
0: I still have not. Uh, put my own lead in it and given it uh, a bigger go I do feel though that Jordan's opinion was kind of painted by my my opinion in relation to the weight uh, however I don't apologise fully yet <laughs> so come at me Are
1: you going to give it another go? or are you not that fast?
0: I'm st- I'm not in a position right now where like, I'm happy with my Kuro Togo I'm not writing as much of it as i used to i use it for uh very specific things um more most of the time i'm using my Jetstream prime um which is obviously gorgeous um but i'm yeah i'm just not in a position right now where i can i can dedicate that much time to to kind of writing with with a pencil other than in sketches and things like that and i still i'm in love with my trusty roulette because it's, it's nicely weighted.
1: I actually went to the extent of deliberately picking notebooks that I would use pencil in. The last two notebooks that I've used for business related stuff have been uh, notebooks that I specifically wanted to write in pencil with. And they've been exclusively used with the Kuratogo Advance. So uh, one was the Workshop Companion, which we mentioned last time. And then uh, the second one was actually a Northerly. Uh, mm. Which which isn't, um, which I, I, the reason I wanted to use this this one was because I knew that when I used it, I wanted to use pencil because I had a suspicion that the paper wouldn't be very good with ink, with the kind of ink I use. So I decided to go with pencil for that. So I've just had those notebooks uh, kind of open on my desk for, uh, for the last few weeks. And I've had the Curitoga advance and I've just been writing things directly in it. So it's been a lot of a lot of pencil, and you know, no matter how hard I write in them, no matter if it's long notes or short notes, it's just been really good.
0: Yeah, I, I, you know, hmm, I do miss the days of writing in a, in in a notebook in pencil. I remember I was strictly pencil for a long, long time, and then I think I got the Jetstream Prime, and I was using that in my my Hobonichi, for example, and then it was like, oh. Let's just use this in the field notes, and then I just haven't switched back. But I, I've got notebooks. I've got loads of notebooks um, near me right now, which are just covered in covered in pencil, and it it does it does look nice. But I just, I don't know. I like having the one pen that I can use to write in everything, and feel comfortable with that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I understand that as well.
0: I, I, I think I should probably give it a go though. I think I should um, switch back to pencil. Um, I'm still gonna want a heavier version of this advanced though
1: yeah me too i I still want that i still want a roulette that has the advanced features but Mm -hmm. uh, until then i'm continuing to give this one a go at least until the end of this notebook and we'll see
0: jules you went to microsoft uk didn't you this week or last week sorry
1: i did yeah i spent a few days there working with the dx team uh, on some open source technologies and just generally building prototypes and things like that it was really good fun uh, it's a it's a really nice office the ones that they've got in in reading um mm. always enjoy going there uh, and this was no exception and you know this, the folks there are all really smart as well so I had a really good time. Um, yeah uh, it was was it was, a, it was long <laughs> uh, staying away for, for the majority of a week. But it was worth it because, uh, you know, have you got cool any, technology in front of people.
0: Have you got any exclusives for the, the podcast, the first Microsoft Mavis excu- exclusive?
1: Uh, I'm afraid not. I think <laughs> uh, I don't think there's anything uh, new and exclusive I had to ask. that I found out. Um, uh, I would say that the free uh, Coke uh, is nice. <laughs> mm. is it, do <laughs> they have Coke have- Zero? They do. Yeah. Um, they've, they've just got, uh, yeah. And Pepsi Max and things like that. They have, um, yeah, drinks machines all over the campus and they're all free. And you, you just open them up and take a drink out and carry on.
0: Okay. Question. Brilliant. Are they, are they uh, syrup drinks or are they cans and bottles?
1: Cans, cans yeah. and bottles and cartons for things like orange juice and apple juice and stuff like that. And then they also have coffee machines the the coffee is okay, but it's there's um they do have like fancy coffee, but you have to pay for that
0: <laughs> of course, so yeah, it was a good visit yeah, getting, really getting good the developer on
1: yeah uh I was looking at uh, one of the open source technologies that they have uh which is a virtual actor framework called orleans, really, really good bit of technology um but it's really interesting that. Obviously, we went to chat with them about this stuff, and it's it was all open source uh, stuff that we were kind of playing with. All the technologies that we were playing with were open source, and this is really different from the the old Microsoft. Um, and the prototypes we built uh, were probably open source as well. Um, so it it's, cool. it is it was really 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 good. Uh, Service Fabric in Orleans were the kind of main focuses of our uh, visit. Um, it was yeah, it was great.
0: Mm, awesome. If you'd like to keep updated with the Mavis Podcast, our Twitter handle is at Mavispodcast, and you can also find us at Mavispodcast.com. We're on iTunes under Mavis, and we'd really appreciate your reviews. And of course, feel free to tweet us any questions. Thanks for listening to the Mavis Podcast. To slide into our main topic, we're going to talk about more Microsoft stuff relating to the Windows phone.
1: I think this one this one is something that has been bubbling along for a while for uh, a lot of people because a lot of people tend to say things like, oh, you're still using Windows Phone. Um, I took a screenshot of listening to the podcast and, and got that kind of response. <laughs> um, and obviously there are other platforms that are way more popular now. And I think it, it's an interesting one because I would much rather just have this Windows operating system uh, on my phone, but it's getting to the point now where there's, there are no new Windows phones to the to the kind of caliber that I would want. There are rumors of new devices coming, but uh, my phone itself uh, has, I think it's been sat on too many times or something. It's got a bit of an issue whereby if you squeeze it in a certain way, sometimes the screen stops working properly. <laughs> And that's usually the sign that a phone needs to be replaced soon. And, you know, at some point, I'm going to have to make a decision as to whether that's iOS or Android.
0: Interesting. So I never thought I would see the day in which you would transition to a an Apple device. Well, not an Apple device, but an Apple phone. So an iPhone. Am I
2: hearing this correctly? Like, am I actually hearing this? Correctly? Yeah,
0: this is crazy. Because I know that I know that you're a big fan of you're a big fan of Apple's design. For example, like you you had yeah, a MacBook before, am, yes. but you ran Windows on it.
1: I did run but, Windows on it because I don't like OS 10.
0: But this is so. The reason why an iPhone is so it's so great to me is because I'm in the Apple ecosystem. I have messages like synced by iCloud and all that kind of stuff. So this would be quite interesting for you if you were to get an iOS phone. Well, yeah, I well like I mean them. this
1: is the thing. I I'm well in the Microsoft ecosystem and all of that stuff is great on Windows phone. So this is the thing. I don't I'm not saying that I want to, but I might have to. Now, obviously there's a there's a rumored uh, mobile device coming from Microsoft which I'll, we'll talk about in a minute, but the question here really is about is one about timing because if that's not yet coming out if it's if it's not available now and my phone dies tomorrow what do i do right that's that's the that's the kind of real question here whether i end up getting an ios device an iphone or not i don't know but
2: Can you not just the, get the same as what you've got though
1: i'm i'm yeah i I have been actively trying to source one because <laughs> oh, really? um yes because uh a, a colleague said that they, uh, the, one of the companies um, had a, a stock of these phones that, um, that they gave to their workforce. Uh, they've they've since been replaced by something else, probably an iPhone. And so there may be some of these old things sat around now. To me, this is the the best Windows phone available. They work. This is so I have the Lumia 950 XL. Uh, I would be happy with either the 950 or the 950 XL. It doesn't have to be an XL. Uh, there was going to be a 960 uh, and as with a lot of these uh, Microsoft devices, so it seems uh, it had it got cancelled and wasn't wasn't built. And the 960 looked really nice. it had like a metal design. it looked um, similar I suppose in t- to the kind of things that we have today with um, you know the uh, iPhone and the and the Google phone that you know they had that very similar kind of look. Um, yeah. especially in the colors like gold, the golder gold colors, I think it's more obvious. They've got this particular kind of look in the lighter colors. And it was very similar to that kind of thing. Um, the, the, the 950 I have now is, uh, like a plastic, uh, build, whereas this would be a nice higher end metal build, but, uh, but you know, it never got, it never got released. Um, there was, there was a couple of other flagship windows, windows phones that never got released. And in fact, the 950 that I have now is reduced from what it was originally going to be. It was originally going to have pen support and other things as well, but it doesn't have that.
0: Your current phone and also other Microsoft products that you've had, like the band, have seen multiple instances of where it is kind of falling apart. Now, this is mostly on the case and in, in case of the, or in the case of the band, it is the actual band.
1: Yeah, and it uh, yeah. It would surprise they did have...
0: me if your phone did fall apart in general.
1: <laughs> well, so there. I mean, I've had phones before that that I've used until they've fallen apart. Um, I mean, I had, I've had multiple Windows phones. I've, I'm trying to think of the year. I'm not too sure, but you have got to keep in mind that I've been in this Windows ecosystem through many, many changes to the actual operating system itself. Mm-hmm. I've had a Windows mobile device since uh, an old Casio palm-sized PC that had four-color grayscale screen. And then after that, I upgraded to one that had something like 256 colors or something stupid. (laughs) Um, And, you know, uh, from there, it it went to the smartphone devices. Uh, I kind of skipped over the touchscreen pocket PC ones because they were They were pretty bad in terms of phones. But I I went for the Windows Mobile uh, smartphone edition from 2003. I then went to Windows Phone 7 when that came out. So I've been kind of in this ecosystem for a long time. And some of those devices uh, were were manufactured. some, Some of them had buttons on the front, right? And I think HTC phones back in the day used to fall apart and a few of these were htc right and what would happen is you'd be typing away on the keyboard and then all of a sudden a key would just fall off or the paint (laughs) the paint on the keys would scratch off and these were very real problems and these days thanks to this reinvention of what a smartphone is by the iphone which is basically just a slab of glass there's less moving parts so you don't see that kind of thing anymore But yeah, scratching, scratching off the paint on the buttons was very, very irritating. And I had a couple of HTC Windows smartphones that did that. Um, But but, so these, so I have had devices that, you know, fell apart and I don't think this one's going to necessarily fall apart right now. It's just the fact that I, there's clearly something wrong with it inside, because if you squeeze it in a certain way, 50% of the screen has an issue. And I think it's because it's a very high resolution screen and there's obviously something in there that's loose. Mm. So that when you squeeze, and and it doesn't happen all the time. It's just that when that does happen, it basically crashes and then reboots. Uh, (laughs) So I, I, yeah, in that kind of way, it is falling apart, but it's, I don't think the actual physical device will fall apart because it's still pretty sturdy. Um, and I I have had cases for it because I used to have the Mozo cases many cases yeah but they're third party cases and they yes i did have issues with the plastic cracking around the charging port but um Mm -hmm. the 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 case i'm using now is the official one that it came with and it still looks fine um and doesn't have any cracks or anything i'm just
0: going to say that microsoft's phone well windows phone build qualities are not quite the same uh or not quite up to the standard that apple set and i'm going to leave that there
1: well, I mean, this is the thing, isn't it? This is why I think this is an interesting uh, turn of events because they never used to make the hardware. When HTC were one of the premium Microsoft partners for making these um, devices, they weren't even a brand name. Mm. They would make them for companies like Orange here in the UK and you'd get an Orange or an O2 smartphone that ran Windows uh, Mobile. And they were extremely popular windows mobile dominated the smartphone space for a very long time but they didn't make any of these devices they they made a couple of prototypes but they didn't ever manufacture any of these things and the phone i have now arguably is a nokia phone it's not a it says microsoft on it but it was designed by the people at nokia it wasn't designed by microsoft and since then the team that builds the phones apart from the fact that most of the people from Nokia have uh, been uh, removed from Microsoft <laughs> due to financial issues. Yep. Uh, yeah, the um, what a waste of money that was, the whole thing. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, Microsoft themselves haven't really made one. And I think this is part of it because if you think about something like the 960, that was probably the closest to what would have been a Microsoft device. It's still made by the same people, but way more direction from from the the team that we think of today as producing these Microsoft devices, like the Surface. Um, so the thought is that there's going to be one coming out, a device from Microsoft that will be the equivalent of a mobile phone, and we kind of touched on this before, I think, where it's the idea of a, a small. phone that folds out into a tablet and then could perhaps be connected to an external screen well not just perhaps i mean it will because even mine can do that now Mm -hmm. and become a you know a small computer given a choice i would much rather have that than an ios device right so so all of that is, is a way of me saying if i have to get one i might have to if yeah. this one dies, I may have to get something else. So but if, if, I would much rather have this you know, Microsoft Surface phone device or mobile device.
0: Yeah, so this this does make sense. I mean the fact that you're already in the the Microsoft ecosystem and they're actually doing something kind of cool with the docking of phones. I mean, I know Samsung have um a phone that can do that do that as well, but it is running Android, which does suck to me. And Obviously, it doesn't. You know, you would rather switch to iOS than than Android. Um, I do hope that they bring out this Surface Phone. I I don't know if I would be comfortable seeing you on an iPhone. Because I don't think you would be completely comfortable either. No,
1: I would not. I would be complaining about it all the time, and I yeah, would probably say, to you, "Wait, that. does it do this?" And you'd be like, "Yeah, it does that." And I'd be like, "Why does it do this?" And you'd be like, "Oh no, it's fine by me." <laughs> I'd be like, it's "Terrible!"
0: It's not terrible. It's nice. It's really nice. But I do wish that um, I do. I, I hope that soon Apple will bring something similar to the the ability to dock. Your phone into you know a screen or whatever, but the thing is that where it applies to me more other than the phone is I, I can I can get by without the phone doing that. That's fine with me. But the the iPad line, I want to be able to dock that and use it like a computer, which is a, a subject I'm not going to get into completely now because there's obviously issues with that. Um, but that is where where this line you know applies to me the most. So. Yeah on this potential future surface we have a couple of links i think for the show notes on a design it looks like there's been multiple designs
1: here so it's worth kind of mentioning this because we think that they've been working on this device for a while and they are there is a question there's always a question as to whether this is going to come out but because we have had this pattern of Microsoft inventing these fantastic devices and then not releasing them. Uh, one of the main ones was the courier. And I think whenever any discussion about a Surface phone or a mobile device from Microsoft always comes back to this courier, and the courier will always be seen as this unicorn device that was brilliant and fantastic, even though it was probably deeply flawed in terms of the software or something. I'm sure there's, there would Ton, tons of things wrong with it or if it eventually did come out there would have been tons of things wrong with it but it was a dual screen foldable tablet computer that was designed to be a digital moleskin It had a pen it had uh, a, it was supposed to be a leather outside and you would open it up there would a, there'd be a small uh, LCD strip on the kind of edge or so like if you think of the, the the side of the the inside of the book, uh, and then you open it up and then there would be two two LCD screens inside and a kind of like a bar down the middle, which is where the hinge was. and the software would be designed in a bit way the, the way that a Nintendo DS is, uh, so that you know one each screen could be rendered independently um, or it could be joined together to show something. So a device like that wouldn't necessarily be particularly good at viewing video, but it would be good at using OneNote and things like that. Yeah. So they they came up with a device for this uh, before the iPad existed. So this is before the iPad came out. The, and they got pretty far down the process. Um, it was actually done by Jay Allard, uh, who had also done, um, who, who went, uh, who also worked on a, a Kin phone, which was another part of the rocky history of uh, of uh, Windows Phone. Um, oh it, it, God. What
0: the kin? Those things look horrible.
1: Oh well, yeah. Sidebar. It was. It was. So the company that um Andy Rubin made, which was called uh, Danger, made a device called the Sidekick, which is incredibly popular yep. in the US. Think of it like, yeah, they were they were pop huge. Pop
2: stars, mobile. Yeah, every pop store you saw had a Sidekick.
1: They they did. Yeah, it was like a it was like a cooler version of a BlackBerry, right? So. They sold Danger was sold to Microsoft, and Andy Rubin went off and did his Android adventures, as we know. But um, they basically took the technology of—I uh, think they worked with Sharp as the manufacturer. They kind of took the technology that from the Danger Psychic and put, built a new operating system based on Windows CE, which wasn't Windows Mobile or Windows Phone. It was its own thing, and then made, it made two devices which were the kin one and the kin 2. And the kin one was a very small interesting shape, this is when back web phones were interesting. Um, a small interesting shape that you would slide up and have a small keyboard underneath and the kin 2 was the same kind of thing, but much wider and taller. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't have an app store uh, but it did have um, you know communications apps so it did like uh, Twitter and Facebook and things like that. Um, so they were so th- that one did actually come out and then was a disaster. and was basically recalled within a month or something or a couple of weeks. Uh, if it really was a, a disaster. The um, originally it was going to be included as part of a, it's, it's the carriers in the in the US that caused a lot of problem here because it was going to be included in the subscription that gave you free data. Right. And Then yep. for some reason they decided that the the carrier decided to change their mind at the last minute. So not only did you have to buy this phone, but you also had to buy the data for it as well. And suddenly it just wasn't. You're, you're paying for internet for a device that was basically a communications device. One of the nice things about the sidekick was that they had this very good, strong relationship with the service providers. So essentially you had the internet for free on it, right? So you could use it to do, you know, AOL messenger or whatever it was at the time mm-hmm. uh, with your mates for free, uh, mm-hmm. which is much better than text messaging. And no wonder it was so popular. Um but the courier courier was yeah so the courier was a similar kind of device where it was a, a one off like the kin was aimed at these teens the courier was aimed at the kind of professionals creative professionals who would do sketching and design and things like that and it was it was uh, uh cancelled and jlr had left the company and so on. but i think that dream of a foldable computer never died at microsoft and this is what they show off in their future vision videos they often show these these really kind of paper-like screens that you just you can just fold in half and that's obviously where they're aiming but given the technology they have now and how masterful they are at making hinges with the surface um there's a question as to whether they can build a device that is capable of doing this and this is where we come to these patents which show Essentially, to a two-screen device that is capable of folding in on itself and all the way round, and they have had a number of iterations of this of this patent now. Obviously, there's the the, the prior work on the on the courier. I think they I think they're really going to do it. I think this is a real thing. I think this is going to happen.
0: I am not sure on the design of this thing. So it has got in total two screens that look like they're connected. And you can fold them in, therefore closing the screen, or outwards, so you have two screens on either side. Well, sorry, one screen on either side.
1: Yes. And so, and obviously open it flat.
0: Is this something that you would really want? Yes. Because it means that you're going to have a screen behind your fingers.
1: Well, we don't, we don't know, because we don't know exactly how it's, how it's going to be, how they're actually going to build this. We don't know how the screens are going to interact with each other like that it could be that when it's completely closed there is a another screen on the other side we don't know we just don't know but potentially yeah if you're using it in this one-handed configuration there could be a screen on the other side maybe I don't know maybe it's all glass maybe it's all you know uh, squared off glass or rounded glass uh, we, we just don't know that's the thing but there is the hinge that they're designing i mean if you if you you look at the surface book what is it that makes that thing amazing it's that hinge right well it's not the the same
0: system oh
1: Um, when you look at a surface pro it's the same it's the hinge stop it there's um there's the ability to kind of fold it flat and when you look at the surface studio again it's it's this the mechanism in the arm which has this what do they call it this zero gravity hinge which means that you can just push it and it stays exactly where it is so they they really invest in these ways of being able to manipulate the screen or the surface part of the of the device into certain positions and i, I think that kind of that idea of having something that can be folded up put in your pocket pulled out and then turn into a small tablet um is pretty cool now this is clearly not like a normal phone you know, this is this isn't this isn't a direct replacement to this. Is, this wouldn't even be directly compared to an iPhone, surely? No, I mean this is a different type of mobile device.
0: Yeah, it is, and it is, it's it's interesting, but I'm just I don't know. It, I I don't know if it's just obviously the painting that is a, is a bit weird to me. Uh, but this this whole idea that there's two screens. And then you could fold them outwards or inwards. Therefore, you know you've got two screens, one on either side. And where does that leave leave the UI? Can people see anything on the back? Who knows? Uh, me out yeah, a little bit.
1: Who, who knows? It'd be interesting to see. I mean, in theory, there will, it would be a Windows Phone like UI that we have today, where it's in kind of like half mode. And then when you open it up, it could expand out to a full Windows UI.
0: Yeah, that's the theory. The one thing I do like about this is that it is pushing or at least testing design again with phones because I know in the past, especially, I mean, if you look at those kins and things like that, um, every phone was like crazy. It was like, whoa, you know, they, they can, oh, it flips, it slides up, it, you know, it twists and all this kind of stuff. And it was like this whole craze about, oh, my phone does this, it's so cool. And everybody loved it. And then the smartphones came in and yeah, i I would much prefer having a smartphone than one of those old phones but um yeah they do they they have lost that that design kind of thing from them and functionality in terms of the physical functionality whereas now this is 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 kind of testing that again which is which is really good to see
1: mm. okay i'm going to ask uh, jordan as a fellow surface user a question and i'm going to say you know kind of dare to dream here Say for example you had a surface device that was small enough to fit in your pocket, and then you could dock it into a screen, your four K screen that you have now, and you could still use it, you know, like a like a, a laptop essentially as well by docking it into a, a keyboard. Would you want something like that? Is is that where surface is going in your eyes? Is that with would, would that be compatible with what you want from it? Yeah. Yes.
2: Right. <laughs> I have I have questions.
0: I have questions. Right. Is this powerful enough to run Visual Studio?
1: This can run Visual Studio. Right. Put, putting power to one side, right? The biggest
2: issue I have with my Surface Book, now don't get me wrong, I love it, is sometimes I wish I had an iPad, right? Sometimes I wish I had a, the screen was half the size, like I get home from work and I just want to read some stuff, right? Or I want to read some emails. And in order to do that, I have to get my laptop out, then turn it on, then hit the button to take off the service. And then even still, I find it quite cumbersome as a tablet. I then have my mobile phone, right? That, I have an iPhone, right? Which is, is the big one. And I'm like, well, I could just use this. And it's just like, it's not big enough. To to I want to read a PDF, maybe a PDF document, or I've got a contract to read through, or something, and I'm like, ah, this this is just useless. And if I had, if if there was a foldable surface that was a computer, but folded down to kind of phablet form, and then folded out to kind of a tablet, like you know, slightly maybe double the size of the iPhone, the big iPhone, then and then I could then dock that into maybe a keyboard or, or a base station which would turn it into a full computer that would be my dream right i don't want multiple devices right mm-hmm. i don't want a phone and a laptop i want one device yeah everything one device i can i can pick up and like i'm gonna make a phone call right now and it can then maybe fit in my pocket and then i can say well i'm gonna fold this out and I'm going to lay it out on the desk and then maybe draw going to draw something on it. Yeah, okay, it's not going to be as big as the current Surface Book screen. I'm down with that. But, and then I'm going to need, you know, Visual Studio or I'm going to need an IDE or I'm going to need to uh, have a look at the Azure portal or something ridiculous that's huge and just won't look, won't look that good on a small screen, right? And I'm going to need to dock that into my 28-inch. But that's my whole life with me, every day, code, phone you know like like e-reader or whatever you want to call it that's what i want right yeah we're we're, we're too we're we're too far far away from that right now for that to be
1: close to a reality i think that we are too far away from it that's why i kind of said dare stream here because i think microsoft are clearly working on a device like this that that's what they want to do they've probably talked to lots of surface customers who have said the same thing Um, i know certainly the surface book and the surface pro are incredibly similar devices, right? But one has a kickstand, the other one doesn't. And the other one has this full keyboard that you attach on the bottom. The other one has a a smaller keyboard that you attach on the bottom. If those are the only differences, why isn't it that the Surface Book screen is just the Surface Pro and you can choose which keyboard to buy? Now, if they build If they build a system like that, where it's just a case of, well, you get this Surface part of it and then you plug it into these various configurations to make it be a different type of thing and have a phone that... Well, a mobile device that fits into the... It goes in your pocket and can turn into a small tablet. I think with those two devices, that's a good step towards one device that does all of that. It's interesting
2: because, like, I was out... Um I've been out the majority of this week and I had my surface with me, my surface book, rather. And I was quite surprised actually that I'd been using it half nine to so about seven o'clock at night and it without any without plugging it in, you know, charge wise. And I had so many things open. I had my emails open, I was looking through code, I was looking at Azure, I was I had a lot of SSH tunnels open to various different things. I'm like, okay. I was doing quite a lot of work on it. And it kind of—I like, realized that if this had been a couple of years ago, I would have had to charge my computer up for, you know, halfway through the day. Yeah. And if you take that and apply that whole power ratio that I had at that 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 day, mm-hmm. a a phablet, tablet, phone, flippable phone thing would be dead within an hour, mm-hmm. right? Or if it used some kind of Arm chip, and or it it might not be able to just do that well, you know. Yeah,
1: do those things. Yeah.
2: So Microsoft, everyone will know this is a it's a game of trade offs. It's pro- they probably can do something. They probably have the screen technology. Probably have the the um, foldable manifold that'll work. But they probably don't know where to put a battery. I'd like it. I think we're five years away from it, even still.
1: Yeah. So, so I I may have to get an iOS in the meantime. Is is basically what I think.
0: <laughs> you really think so?
1: What do I do? I really think it's that far away, or do I think it's that? Do soon you really think you I,
0: could you could switch to an i an iPhone?
1: No, I I really don't want to. But um, given the choice, of course. I mean, like, it's got all the Microsoft apps on it.
0: Why would Microsoft, as a company, leave a consumer like you dead in the water like that, though?
1: Ah, that is a that is an interesting question. So, me as a consumer, in the sense that I am using an i uh, using a phone like any average person, or are we talking about me as an information worker who wants uh, a device that's capable of doing things that you know the average consumer doesn't necessarily want from a okay. device?
0: If you are accepting that. The device that has this this ability to be docked into a computer and you know become your one and only true device is going to be in five years. That's fine. However, you're not going to wait five years to get another Windows Phone. So in that meantime, you are just going to be a normal consumer.
1: Yeah. So the suggestion here is that actually, perhaps five years away is uh, an ideal device around being able to do this kind of thing. But I think that they are going to make something before then. And I think they're waiting on various uh, things to kind of come together. So one is the initiative of building Windows on ARM in another way. We've had Windows on ARM chips uh, in multiple capacities for, for quite some time now. And what we have now is full Windows 10 running on ARM chips with an x86 emulator essentially in it which means that yep. it can run full windows apps. We've seen this, we've seen demonstrations of it. There were uh, there was talk of how it works at Microsoft's developer conference. It's very clever. Um there are some potential issues about uh, uh, whether Intel want this to happen or not, but uh, that that to one side. There's uh, with that with that to one side. There they are there's some technology that's coming for the software that will enable this. And at the same time, the Windows division is working on building a new shell for Windows, uh, which is basically what they call a composable shell. But we've had this issue with Windows Mobile for a while now. If, you, if I look at Windows Mobile today, there, uh, and this is, say, for example, uh, I will use the latest insider builds that are available to me. So I'm on the bleeding edge here. The the way that the tiles work is different to the way that tiles work on Windows 10. Clearly, it is a different set of code that is doing that. There is, you know, someone wrote an interface for Windows 10 Mobile and someone wrote an interface for Windows 10 Desktop and Mm they're not the same thing. There is also a piece of work to bring those together and basically replace the Windows 10 UI, so the Windows 10 Mobile UI that's in the phone today with the version that's on the desktop and tablet version of the OS. Now, that's that's not ready yet either. And to prove that that's not ready yet, we are currently being delivered builds. Uh, if we are on the Insider program for the Windows Mobile, we are being delivered builds from a Redstone 2 branch of Windows, which is the current uh, creator's update. It's the, the current shipping version. The desktop is currently working on a Redstone 3 uh, branch, which is the fall update to the creators update, which is stupidly named the fall creators update. So, um, so we know that literally Windows Mobile today is being left behind and they are working on some new technologies. I'm guessing, and this is guesswork here, that this is because the new, uh, branch, the Redstone 3 branch of Windows 10 Mobile, um, which is basically Windows 10 anyway, uh, includes some of these new features around the ARM processors and the composable shell and aren't ready for prime time yet. It's too experimental. Now, if it is too experimental, that means they can't release the device today or tomorrow because the software ain't ready. But they're clearly working on the hardware and they're working on the software. And calendar-wise, when they become... Uh, kind of close enough together to actually do a release or to show it off. That's when we'll see it. Yeah, that's not five years. No, that's definitely less than five years.
0: In terms of hardware, though, you as a complete product, hardware and software, five years for this thing as an estimate to what you want. Then, do you not think they're going to release just an updated phone that's running an updated build of your, your you know, your current stuff? no really because that just seems like
1: no because I, I don't think it's five years that's what i mean like five five years is for a, for a something that can doc that's that's more continuous across all of them i think it, i think it's a it's got to be like a year or i mean uh, it's not gonna be I, I doubt it's gonna be this calendar year but it's probably gonna be next calendar year
0: why will you not consider that phone and you're actually looking, you know, you've had this possibility of getting an iPhone.
1: Oh, it it literally if mine breaks.
0: In the meantime.
1: Yeah, and I can't source another one.
0: Right. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to keep it until this this five years thing, and I was like, "Whoa." Oh no, no, no,
1: no. <laughs> no, if I if I got a, if I got an iOS device, it would be to keep me going.
0: But what if you fell in love with it?
1: I think that's extremely unlikely. I've unless iOS has I been completely changed since the last time I used it, which I don't think it has.
0: It's been. A, when did? When was the last time you used it?
1: Uh, iPad
0: Mini. Yeah, it's been. It's changed a lot. Like a hell of um,
1: a lot. iOS seven. Was oh, it seven? Yeah. Had I had got all that fancy new look stuff?
0: Yeah, it's changed a lot since then, but. I still, I I think the the um the platform that iOS is is in general the locked down kind of area. You know, maybe you'd be better using an Android phone.
1: That's really funny. That's really funny.
0: I have no no words for that. Don't touch! Don't touch! Uh, the iPhone. Just go for an Android phone, Jules. You'll be yeah. happy. No,
1: in in all seriousness, if if I was to actually think about this, if if we're saying okay, I have to choose one, I would. Go with iOS. I've already had some thinking about this. Yeah, I, I've already got an Apple account. I've previously purchased things on, through iTunes in the App Store. Um, I know how it works. Um, I know I can get the apps that I want on it. It's you know. Whereas if I look at Android, there's multiple flavors. There's multiple manufacturers. There's uh, way more kind of choice. But that choice is not necessarily a good thing for me because I'd say. OK, well, if I get one of these Samsung ones, it's probably going to have all this Samsung crap all over it, which I don't want. And um, what do I want? Well, maybe I want the vanilla version of Android, but then the vanilla version of Android's got this Google crap all over it. Um, yeah. I'd, and I don't really want either of those things. I don't want to create a Google account. Um, I, so, you know, there's uh, uh, Amazon do an Android, but they, they their phone didn't never took off, never successfully went anywhere. Uh, I'm not particularly keen on, Android, uh, on um, Amazon's version of Android anyway. Uh, I think it's a bit naff.
0: If you want uh, a good laugh, just Google Android fragmentation. And it's right, yeah. it's insane.
1: Yeah, it is. And, you know, I would just go for whatever the latest best thing is uh, but i would have to create a google account specifically for it and i'd have i'd start paying money into an app store uh what do they call it google play store yeah where i've already sunk money into the the apple app store and that would be yet another app store for me to abandon when i go back to to windows
0: oh, but it'd be so good if you were on if you were on uh ios because we, we'd share apps and I could tell you how to be cool.
2: <laughs> Andrew, you do not know how to be cool.
0: Yeah, I know. By by saying that, I just realise that's not very cool at all.
1: Yeah. But the apps I would use would be more or less the same, right? So it would be yeah uh, OneNote and Outlook and uh, OneDrive and things like that. It's the same apps that I use today.
2: So
0: Microsoft.
2: Microsoft has done a really good job of making these feel native towards... So if I look, if I log onto my OneNote on a the surface then the OneNote on my iPhone is very similar now and that hasn't always yeah, been one, the
1: case OneNote in particular they've done a fantastic job of making it the same across all platforms and I would love to see that more I, Outlook uh, looks very similar across Don't get me started on Outlook let's just let's just yeah, stop but it's but when when you compare it to the Windows versions now it's not the same thing um which is a bit of a shame
2: but did they incorporate uh sunrise into Outlook
1: Remember, they did, they did, yeah. The calendar software they did, they put it into Outlook. Um, and you know, the, the team, the team of people that worked on the uh, I think it was called Accompli, if I remember correctly, which was the application that Microsoft purchased, uh, which became Outlook on the phones, they are now in charge of Outlook. So, you know, the, the, the people who are in charge now they're working with some older technology here. But um, they're looking to replace a lot of this stuff. And I think Outlook on iOS is probably one of the better versions of Outlook out there. The one on the desktop and the Windows 10 version of Mail and Calendar, which for some reason they don't actually call Outlook, I I don't know why, um, are less modern. I mean, the the PC version of Outlook is obviously the best uh, in terms of features, but um, in terms of experience... I don't know. But anyway, the, the iOS version of Outlook and the iOS version of OneNote, they are just as good as the versions that I have on my phone now. Do, so I wouldn't have any issues with that.
0: Do you ever think you could do a KT list and transition to being, for example, an iOS dev or a Mac dev? Uh,
1: I don't think I would want to. I mean, I, I don't make as many client applications as, as I used to. No, that's true. I was a Windows developer and a Windows mobile developer and then you know, Windows Phone and whatever they whatever they call it. It's changed multiple times, but I have done yep. a lot of that stuff in the past. But these days, most of the applications are right for the cloud anyway. So um, it's I don't really think that I would necessarily transition to being an iOS or Mac developer in that way. Um but you know my my opinion of this is always just you know you write for I, I don't think I want to be too have too strong religious views about what platform I'm writing on, but I do have religious views about tabs versus spaces. Which one do you but, go for? Uh, <laughs> you don't even need to ask, surely. Uh
0: you know you? I think we've had this discussion before but it's completely blank to me. I know the other day I answered for JavaScript, which I I feel fairly strong about, but in your four, .net.
1: You said four, you said four spaces, didn't you? Two spaces.
0: Two spaces in JavaScript.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: sorry.
0: Is it yeah. is it four spaces in your C#?
1: Yes. But the, but these are things that are worth having, you know, religious fights about, but whether you're making an application for iOS or Android or Windows, it doesn't really matter. I think, you know, with something like Xamarin, you can just make cross-platform apps anyway. Um, but I don't, I, I, I think it's highly unlikely that I'll, I would get an iPhone and then suddenly say, oh, I've been in the wrong ecosystem all this time. I'm going to get rid of this surface and stop making apps for the .NET framework and move over to using Swift and buy a, a MacBook adorable. I don't and...
0: think that's bizarre. I think that's very reasonable.
1: Yeah, but it, it's not going to happen. I did it. Yeah. It's, I, it's just not, not going to happen. If I do that, if I get an iOS device, it would be to be a phone. If I get one of these Surface devices, it's not to be a phone. It's to be a new kind of ultra mobile computer. Hmm. You know, I, I would much rather have a new really small computer than have a, an average smartphone that everyone else has. Uh, Not not that it's comparing to everyone else, but you know, just the average smartphone. Because I want that kind of computer stuff. I mean, like I say, going back to my history with Windows Mobile, I had um, these these palm sized PCs, these these palm tops as an extra device. You know, I would have a crappy cell phone as well, but this thing would be, you know, calendar and. It wasn't mm-hmm. really so much mail on it because it didn't have that good connectivity because you had to sync it. But, you know, notes and all that kind of note-taking stuff it was because it was a mini computer. It was running a different operating system that just didn't go anywhere with Windows CE, but it was a mini computer. And I would rather have a mini computer than have a phone.
0: Yeah, I do remember seeing this, this like, um, I can't remember exactly, it might have been a Motorola Windows phone.
1: I had a Motorola Windows
0: Phone. Uh, one of my friends had one. I remember seeing it for the first time. He got it from his dad after it was like a, a work phone or whatever. And he passed it down, and it was just like, oh, "Holy crap! This is like a computer, and you can do all this stuff on it, and it's it's a phone." And I I yeah. do remember seeing that they were, but they didn't really for me anyway. I didn't see them being used for the personal use. It was in my mind they were like BlackBerry competitors, for example. And well, be- before BlackBerry, else. yeah. Well, yeah. They,
1: they they dominated back then. They absolutely dominated back then. But
0: everyone, everyone around me, uh, for personal phones, had you know whatever that may be, Nokia, Nokia or, or Sony so Ericsson. Yeah. yeah, I know. But these were very the- business focused, in my mind. Yeah,
1: but I loved it. I loved it. Those those ones in particular, the smartphone um, variant of Windows Mobile was my favorite because it, you could do so much stuff. It had OneNote on it. It had Outlook on it. It had all this kind of note-taking and other applications. And yes, you could get some applications. There wasn't an app store, but you could buy games like Bejeweled and things like that and play them on it. Um, and the one that I particularly liked was the smartphone version because it didn't have a touchscreen, so I wasn't ever too keen on the touchscreen version at that time, um, which was a capacitive, sorry, it was a, a resistive touchscreen. So it wasn't like the multi-touch of the iPhone, which, yeah. which was still yet to come. But you could do everything by, with just your thumb. It had T9 text input and those buttons at the bottom. It was, it was brilliant. I absolutely loved it. But it, it felt like a little computer. It was a little computer that I could use. These days, since the, since the iPhone came out, all that stuff that we talked about with these early phones of being interesting just kind of went. It just all disappeared and got replaced by this slab, which was a screen. And I'm not saying that that's bad because I like this, this, you know tablet this this idea of a, just a screen that, that that's a software do stuff i do like that but we lost a lot in terms of the the variation between you know someone's you know dumb candy bar style phone which was still modern and had an interesting design all the way up to someone who had a really large uh some of those crazy sony ericsson um Symbian based handhelds that had sliding keyboards underneath them and full touch screens and all that crazy stuff. There was a really like big spectrum back then that was fun and it was interesting and it's all kind of gone now because we just have these these slabs of screens.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I definitely get that. Have you had a Windows phone ever since you had the the the, the pilot devices, you yeah, know, the the handheld smart what were they called
1: yeah um so there was there was <laughs> that was a terrible sentence. It, yeah no it's it, i know what you mean though so back back in the day we had windows ce and yes there was a handheld uh version and there was a palm size version and that was where i started it wasn't a phone but i started with a black and white um four grayscale lcd reflective screen no backlight for my first palm-size PC and since then I've always had one of those devices right. and I had I had um, two of the Casios. I had uh, the, the black and white one and then the color one and at the time I had Nokia phones and then I moved to getting the uh, Motorola uh, MPx20 I think it was which was mm-hmm. a flip phone classic motorola style flip phone I've still actually got it stuffed away somewhere the old the old phone. Um, and it was falling apart by the way by the time i stopped using it uh, and that was a flip phone that looked like a normal phone but ran windows ce it had a reflective color screen inside it with a backlight and um it was brilliant you just flip it open you could that that lower part had all the buttons that were necessary to operate the operating system it was fantastic I tried a couple of those, and that's when I switched to these HTC ones, which were branded by O2 or Orange, depending on which one I was trying out at the time. Um, and I loved those as well, they were really great. Uh, and then Windows Phone 7 came along, and I got the uh, Samsung Omnia 7. Um, and that's where everything kind of changed because obviously that was a response to the iPhone. Up until that point, it wasn't a response to the iPhone. And when Windows Phone Seven came out, that's when it switched to being right. that slab of screen. Yeah. And then from that point onwards, it was just these slabs of screen, right? So yeah, and you've had Nokia's you've had a couple and, of those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I you know I switched to Nokia uh, after the um, the Samsung, and stayed with them up until Microsoft purchased them and got. Uh, uh, the, the 950 xl now which is the best one that microsoft have made there is there are better windows phones than this like for example Hewlett Packard make a better one than than the 950 but it's also expensive and um i don't really want to pay for subth- for a device that um that i think is going to be replaced soon by this this surface wonder device
0: it's quite safe to say then that uh you getting an iphone would be quite a quite a street killer because it's been going on a long time now.
1: Yeah, it would be. It would be. I would be most disappointed. I don't know. You'd have
0: a. You'd have a, a really good phone, so that'd be okay. Does the the rumors of the iPhone eight not interest you?
1: Yeah, but I don't. I don't want a really good phone. I want a small computer in my pocket.
2: Yeah, hmm.
1: and I know, and I know people would say, "Well, oh, well, Android's better at that." But I don't want a small Android computer. I want a small Windows computer in my pocket, preferably one that's running that's capable of running anything. Um, but, you know, I would accept just running UWP apps.
2: Yeah. No, no. I couldn't no. deal with
1: that. Well, I mean, that's what I've got today, right? It runs UW- UWP apps. That's exactly what
2: the Surface RT was. It was like similar thing. You, you lock down. Well, yeah, that's exactly what Surface RT was. Oh, you can only run like Metro apps. Great. Great. That's how, that helps me in no way, shape or form.
1: I mean, uh, for, the, for the phone size... So the Android, sorry, um, OneNote for the Windows 10 desktop and OneNote for the Windows mobile is the same app, right? It's because it's UWP. But yeah, if if we're saying this small kind of wonder device, I think it needs to ideally be able to run all Windows software, including things like, you know, Adobe Audition or Photoshop or Visual Studio or Code to be able to run these things as well makes it that that more compelling
0: so this this is the question i had originally which was if you have a phone that runs all of your your software and stuff how does that work when it comes to visual studio and and you doing your actual job
1: well i don't think it would be powerful enough to do to replace my surface book at first i think that's the five years out isn't it
0: sure but i'm I'm talking about this this five year out phone
1: well, I, I don't know. That's pure speculation at this stage.
0: Because they would have to, wouldn't they have to make Visual Studio run on these platforms?
1: Well, no, that's the that's the clever thing. They make the platform run Visual Studio, not make Visual Studio run on the platform. Right. So the, the way that the operating system works is it basically ships the x86 DLLs alongside the ARM DLLs, and then it runs in an emulation layer. So Visual Studio just works on the device without any kind of changes to Visual Studio itself. Sure. Or any other application that runs on x86.
0: Okay. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Now, there's there's a question of using it, right? There's a question of actually using it because you need a keyboard and a mouse for that, surely, if you're if you're using Visual Studio. But um, it's capable of running it. That's what we're saying.
0: Yeah, I mean... I think I think it'd be cool. I don't think if right. So from my point of view, if this was something that I was wanting, I don't think I would want to be able to do like run Visual Studio on it. I don't think I'd be fussed about that. I I'd, I'd, I quite like having the separation of uh, you know my my laptop, my workhorse machine, and my phone, which is cut down. And then my iPad, which is kind of like a middle ground, um, and so I, I don't know if I, I want that, that all-in-one machine.
1: But that's but that's that's the that's what I think will be happening soon before this, um, before this five years is that there will be a device that is the equivalent of the phone and the iPad in one, and then there will be the workhorse machine, which is the Surface Book or Surface Pro.
0: Right. So you're, so when Jordan says that he wants one machine, that, which is his phone that he can take and move around, that is not the case for you.
1: I would love that, but I think that's further out. I think before then, there will be an ultra mobile computer, which is capable of running all of these things, whether you would want to or not is a different matter, but it should be capable of running all these things. And it will be capable of scaling between something that can fit in your pocket and something that's comfortable to use whilst... You know, sitting on the sofa or it's comfortable to use whilst reading a PDF, right? But isn't necessarily the largest tablet out there or the most powerful laptop, but it is that, uh, between the phone and this middle ground that you mentioned of the, of the iPad.
2: Mm. Yeah. And this is something that, you know, if I had an iPad, I would probably use it a lot more now having owned a Surface Book. If Microsoft can do something about it by releasing an ultra portable computer that doubles as a phone that can fold out or whatever, I would buy that. I, I would still use my Surface Book in the meantime because I know that it will not have compute power to run things I need to run for my work. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's the next step in this ordeal that we're going through. I'll call it an or orde- I'll call it an ordeal ordeal because it's a struggle every day. Jordan,
0: you would transition from your iPhone to a Windows phone?
2: Uh, Yeah, I would.
0: And you wouldn't get... Is there a Spotify Windows app? Yeah. Yeah, there will be. You wouldn't have iMessage?
2: The, the, the thing I miss most about iMessage is being able to have it on my machine, like have it on my computer, right?
1: So you've already lost that.
2: I already lost that. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, iMessage is... Is
1: nice I don't, I don't, to, to be honest I don't really get why iMessage is good Just,
2: it's the single like.
0: It, all right, so it's integrated it is um, reliable it's one of the single most reliable platforms for messaging I've ever used which I think is a valid thing to say
2: what's up for it reliable
0: all right, but WhatsApp is is not pretty and not clean and it's messy and it doesn't work as I expect it to and I don't like WhatsApp. I hate WhatsApp.
2: Okay, that's very. That was a very subjective like sentence. Yeah,
0: it is. But for me, WhatsApp. I was, yeah, I don't like. I don't like WhatsApp. But for some reason, iMessage works so much better for me. It's
2: because it's integrated into your daily life through your computer and everything. But it's not going to work better for you. I use it It on my
0: phone. I use it on my phone, like as well. And I had it on my phone before I had before I even had a Mac. And it was always great to me then. And you know, I can just chuck things from my phone and onto and send it to someone through there. And it does work much better for me than you know any other platform that I've used ever since. I mean, Slack, Mm. we need to talk about that at one point because we've all got problems with Slack. Uh, I don't get why people use Skype for talking on these days, Jules.
1: Uh, I use Skype, it's fine.
0: For for a text talk. Um, We've also got multiple uh, different ways of talking to each other. But messages is like the one true... Sorry, iMessage is like the one true... Uh, platform for me that is constantly reliable, and also the people that I talk to, the majority of, have an iPhone, which makes it
2: even better. I, I don't know. I'm I'm going to disagree that... You can. I'm going to disagree. Yeah, yeah I'm going to disagree. I'm going to disagree Disagree because before iMessage, people had text messages. Yeah, but they weren't rich. They were just text, right?
0: with With a photo message in here. But you
2: can still send you know emojis and everything through text messages
0: like how did you just pronounce emoji <laughs> you just it, say uh, sorry
2: my nose my nose no, 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 is no. so blocked say say it again emojis <laughs> emoji yeah. should have come out emojis emoji emoji emojis
1: emoji but- emojis.
2: Emoji. Emo- emoji right <laughs> right i'm sorry i i'm trying not to sneeze here um, on, on
0: a general note, if you switched away from an iPhone, I would be really upset because it means I would lose the ability to talk to you over iMessage. Yeah, but but it would be green and it wouldn't be rich. It would be green. <laughs>
2: yeah, but when you say rich,
0: you really? mean I can send you links and videos with, with like, and I, you know, you get all delivered stuff.
2: I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that if you send me a text message with a link in it. Doesn't the message app just automatically pass it and provide that, regardless of whether it's iMessage?
0: Yeah, but I can send, I could send a video to you over iMessage. Okay, for sure, free, sure, and I a photo, yeah. and an audio file, yeah. and files, and it doesn't falter. Like it doesn't. Have yeah. All
1: of it. But this is more about the fact that Apple have blocked other people from using iMessage than how great iMessage is. You're just basically describing every other messaging platform. It's it's, I it's just it's your, the one of your choice, which is which is fine. But um, I don't think that's enough to choose a, an operating system over, in my eyes.
2: Yeah,
0: I think it um. is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe maybe. But you know, um, it, is, it is worth mentioning that um, Microsoft have. Tried to do a small tablet in the past. They actually made a mini version of the Surface, and it ran the same operating system which Jordan mentioned earlier, Windows RT, which only ran those Metro style applications and did not run the rest of the Windows applications. And they decided to cancel it at the last minute. Literally, I think they made um, a batch of them. They were they were ready to go, uh, and that was quite an interesting device because it was it had um, a fabric shell which meant it felt like a book it felt like a moleskin um but that's that's that mid or it was an attempt at that mid device but literally microsoft don't have that right now and you know as um as jordan said you know this is this is something that apple do quite well right now is that they've got that and we and the windows world doesn't have that range and clearly clearly it's missing and something that they need to add in
0: what is it with Microsoft and putting fabric on things now?
1: The Surface Mini was from a while back. Um, I don't know.
0: Found a post on Windows Central from 2017.
1: Yeah, that has the actual pictures of yeah. it. Yeah, because we, we hadn't seen it for a very long time.
0: Well, that's why they've
2: got service fabric. Oh.
0: <sighs> it's just like the, the dad joke episode. That was like a lead balloon. It was, yeah. But, I, just, all right, Microsoft putting fabric on everything, I don't like.
1: It, it, this comes down to the same thing again, right? Because, um, and it's the same thing I mentioned last time when we talked about the the Surface Laptop. And I have seen one since then, and the fabric part of it is fine. I'm I do find the keyboard a bit mushy, but the the, the fabric part of it is just is lovely. It's very nice. But the and filthy? No, no, it was it was perfect. It was there, there was no issues whatsoever. But the um the thing is that is a plastic component. It is cheaper than making it out of metal, and this. Surface Mini has the same approach where what they're saying is, well, actually, we could be making this out of, um, metal and the whole, th- the whole price of it would be significantly higher, or we make it out of plastic and then coat the plastic in a more premium material. And I think that's, that's generally what they, what they're going for. Whether it's the right approach or not, that seems to be the approach that they're taking. If it's, if it's plastic, don't expose the plastic, put something nice on it instead, which is, some kind of fabric and i think this whether the surface what kind of fabric the surface mini had i don't really know but apparently it felt nice to hold because it felt like a book so it had this kind of nice feeling to it but that doesn't necessarily mean fabric but you know they, they say that it was a it was a nice thing to hold because of this this fabric and i think that's that's clearly what they're going for mm-hmm. chances are if this if this ultra mobile device comes out I wouldn't be surprised if it has a fabric-style keyboard or case or something that goes with it. Um, Whether the actual device would be fabric or not, I don't know, because of the fact that I'm sure this would be a premium device. They would aim this at a Surface Book style. It's expensive, but it's not too expensive, and you will get something for that cost. You'll get the best thing that could be built for that cost.
0: Yeah, I feel like I've kind of uh, derailed your original... Plan for this. Um, so, is there anything you kind of want to get back onto?
1: Not really. I mean, this was the whole. This was the whole thing. Is that there's it keeps coming up, and it's a little very weird position right now. We don't know what's. We don't know what's going on. We only mm-hmm. hear the rumors and the, the the leaked patents and things like that. Uh, we know that there's work going on in the software, but it's not quite there yet. We know that the devices that are currently in the market that people have are no longer available for sale and are aging. And we know that a lot of um a lot of I think Windows fans are probably the worst. Windows Phone fans are probably the worst <laughs> people in the world because you you see on forums all the time that they are really aggressive about how they like the platform and everything else. And those people are are, uh, are going to start having to switch. And I don't know how pretty it's going to be if if uh, if a device doesn't come out soon. Um. Mm. yeah i mean that's that's it really it was just that people mention it to me they say oh you're still using a Windows phone well yeah because switching is a big deal for me like we said if i did choose one it would be ios but i want that device i want that device that we don't yet know everything about but i we know it's coming and that's it's closer to my vision of what i want from a mobile computer than an ios device would be um
0: i did a long time ago, someone did ask me what I would go to if there wasn't such thing as a, you know, an iPhone or a new iPhone that was coming out. And what would I do? And I would probably have to go to Windows Phone because I couldn't deal with Android.
1: Mm, interesting. But that,
0: But that is purely from a design point of view. Like, I know that. Uh, modern Windows phones now at least, like your phone, has a better design or people care about their design whereas Android phones are just a complete bag of um, you know just, I, I don't get it, I don't get the Android. Because, you mean
1: the software that it ships with?
0: Yeah or? and you would have, I, I know these, there's the, what, the Google new, you know, the new Google phone which is supposed to be like a clean version of Android and Okay, yeah, there's so always
1: there's always standard Android, which is the cleanest version.
0: Yeah, but I still don't
1: Google's Google, get the it. Google Play version of Android because it's not it's not just the open source vanilla open source Android. It's Google's version of Android. Yeah, which has mm. the proprietary stuff on top.
0: Is it the the Pixel phone is the one I was men- uh, talking about? Obviously, yeah. Um But I still don't know if I could do it because having played with an Android phone before, the experience is just horrible to me.
1: You can change the kind of sh- the main shell. Yeah, but that's like, the thing, Jaws. You can change Microsoft everything. Have, yeah. And I don't Mi-
0: want to do it.
1: No, neither do I, which is why I would choose iOS over it.
0: <laughs> so we'd swap. Uh
2: was... I
1: guess so, yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: What about you, Jordan? What'd you go to if uh if there wasn't a new iPhone coming out?
2: Oh god. I'd go Android. <laughs> really?
1: <laughs> so like the essential phone.
2: Yeah. And... Oh, here we go. Even Samsung's new lineup of phones—they uh, just seem to get better and better. And the refresh cycle is just—it's just more fast-paced. And yeah, that's because there's so twelve I, billion
0: Windows phones in the entire world, like uh, different devices. Because I'm talking about I wouldn't say the Samsung refresh. mainly. I—the w- refresh rate for each model is the same. They have yearly cycles for the Note platforms or the the you know the other. Yeah. Phones. It's just that they have multiple Android phones.
2: Apple don't. Apple's refresh cycle is like two years. No, it's not. It's it's a year. Okay. They ship a new phone every year.
0: Uh, it doesn't feel like they ship a new phone every year, does it? <laughs> you do this so much. You what? You the re- you always have this negative thing towards towards Apple, and you just you just put them in a bad light i don't you do i don't honestly their refresh cycle is technically one year every year there is a new phone
1: technically technically one year
0: the fact that they do an s model every every other year is is different that is i mean it's still a new phone
2: i have an iphone seven plus right yes the last phone was an iphone 6 s pretty much the same it was pretty much the same what did they do? They changed the headphone jack and added another camera into the bigger model.
1: Changed the headphone jack. Sorry, removed. Yeah, so they decreased the use of the device.
0: I don't think. I no. I I generally don't think that's a a valid like comparison to to Samsung anyway because they they've they've done the exact same thing. Just because Samsung's new phone has a you know this this less design. If you look at every single like the on the Note line, for example, they're all they're all the same design, just like Apple's have been for the past three years.
2: But it's their Galaxy line that is their primary phone flagship yeah. product, so that that's the one they're going to put the most attention into.
1: And the and the Note does different things to the iPhone, right? They, so you've just ne- you kind of said. That you, there's multiple versions of these samsung phones and there's a wider range there versus apple's apple gets one new phone a year whereas samsung you get a new note and but that you just get speaks new...
0: to uh, uh, android's fragmentation which i don't believe is a good thing but it's what bi- fragmentation no, no, no,
1: no, no that's choice that's choice the fragmentation mm. is the fact that there are so many old versions and uh all that it's not just all versions there.
0: There. there's there's so many Android phones being created that, and they're all different, They're all the screen sizes are different, they're all crazy, and Samsung are are not helping that, they're, they're actively shipping all of these different
1: devices.
2: Yeah, what's wrong with
1: that? Yeah, Win- Windows has a lot of different just, screen um, sizes and things as well.
2: Yeah, but I don't like that. And I, so does Apple, by the way, now.
1: They do now, when, yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, they I'm... they have a couple more than they had before, but if 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 right if you compare the the S seven to the S eight the Galaxy lines, they look exa- exactly the same. The fact that the S eight they just removed the the little bezels at the top, but the the phones have looked the same. So I don't think it's fair to say that Apple haven't Apple's refresh. Uh, line is is you know every 2 years because Samsung's probably is as well like it, if not
2: no um because I, I, it's not just
0: about the bezels i'm not saying the bezels if you look if you compare every single of the galaxy phones from the 3rd to the 7th they're exactly the same in terms of their design
2: one a couple of the things that you that you get it, with samsung is they're not afraid to one Actually, put new technology into their phones.
0: Um, you're going down a wrong path here. Like I'm not. Apple and they do that. Those phones do not look the same. They really do, Jordan. If if the if the six S and the seven looks the same, then those look like the same. Uh,
2: I don't know. I disagree.
0: I don't. Cool. But it's... anyway, look,
2: I'm not talking about the, the look of the phone. I'm talking about... But you, that Apple. was your
0: point about Apple's refresh cycle. You said the 6S and the 7 are the same.
1: But it, but it feels like the same phone, right?
2: But it doesn't to me. No, nope, no. Nope. Okay, right. So where I want wireless charging and I want N and I want tons of other stuff. Like, so wireless charging is a big one. The NFC payments have sorted down the operating system for, so you can not... I don't mean NFC payments. I mean you can use NFC to do other things. Opened other up now in iOS right. 11. The VR there's a lot of VR stuff going along with the Samsung, the, the Samsung phones now, which okay, fine. Um Apple is trying to push AR and a bit of VR, but I'm talking about things like the Samsung VR headsets. I just feel there's a lot more choice around their hardware and their the whole Android ecosystem. Okay? Things I'm not I'm not happy with. It's not very polished. There's a lot there is a lot of disparity around um the, the Android operating system and applications. And yes, I would have to switch to a different store, but all in all, if you look at this new phone that they've released what's the, the galaxy S8 with infinity display, right? The, that is a phone I would want. It looks beautiful. I've, I've, um, the, the S seven edge is a beautiful phone in itself as well. That's the prior version, right? Those two phones, were released very quickly in terms of um or very close to each other that the s the, the s7 edge and, and the s8 and they look like different phones right they are different phones they were released a year apart so the s uh what i'm saying is the s lines they released a year apart they're not that decent you never get the decent upgrades you get a little bit more compute power you might get a new camera update That's what I'm expecting Apple to continue to do. I would move to Android in in answer to your question, and I would get a (laughs) Samsung Galaxy S8. And then when the essential phone comes out, I would switch to that.
0: Right. And I would smirk at you with a horrible (laughs) look on my face (laughs) continuously for the rest of your
2: days. You can smirk and and give me grief for it, but one day you're going to look at your phone and you'll be like, I have spent a £1,000 on the same phone every year. On a year.
0: beautiful experience that I enjoy. I don't think you appreciate the iPhone for what it is.
1: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you don't appreciate enough of the beauty.
0: Thanks for listening to the Mavis Podcast. You can find the show notes for today's episode at mavispodcast.com and tweet us any questions you may have at Mavis Podcast on Twitter. Once again, we'd really appreciate your reviews on iTunes under Mavis. And finally, you can find Julian on Twitter at Julian K. Jordan at JordanIsOnFire. And I'm at Andrew Halfway.